0: This is camera. This is Light. And today we have the wonderful Fatima Farmer of the Soul Beauty Chat. Very excited to have her on, there's a lot of different things we're going to be talking about within faith, mental health, and kind of all around self-care and kind of the, the things that go around with that today.
1: Welcome.
2: Welcome. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me on the show.
3: Yeah. Yeah, um, Before we start off, I wanted to mention our uh, tea Uh, today. We're drinking Phoenix. This is the Mentality Tea sponsored. It's oolong with citrus and lemongrass. This is one of our favorites. So cheers. Cheers. (laughs) Careful if it's hot. tea All right.
0: <laughs> Got <the> tea going.
3: <laughs> Let's get going. So tell us a little bit about yourself. How did like how did you come to LA? And Yeah. Yeah.
2: So I'm Fatima and I have been in LA since July of last year. So I'm a oh, newbie. Wow, so it hasn't been that long. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Welcome to LA. Thank you. I'm
2: from New Jersey. So <laughs> oh, okay. this, this weather is you know giving me a vibe. I feel like I'm back on the east coast. <laughs> yeah.
3: I was gonna say that the one day out of the year it rains it's, or something <laughs> or it looks like it's going to rain.
2: I, I enjoy it. I'm
3: appreciating it. Um, <laughs> I like the rain too which is you know confusing why I'm in LA.
2: Yeah <laughs> it feels nice sometimes it's just like peaceful reset refresh at least that's how I see it.
3: I know Cameron was just telling us before we started recording that she was like it's always summer in LA
2: except for today
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah not today.
2: <laughs> it feels like New York a little bit.
3: Yeah nice. nice so, you, so you came from New Jersey what brought you out here?
2: Yeah so it was honestly a leap of faith. Mm-hmm. It was one of those things where I just had this desire to be in California. I didn't really know which parts. I had visited LA a few times, gone to like Coachella and like Mm -hmm. Palm Springs and done all of that stuff. It's always fun. But I hadn't (laughs) like really experienced it outside of just visiting a few friends. Um, So uh, that was kind of impressed on my heart for a while. And I started making trips just to visit, just to hang out. Like I would just book an Airbnb in like Silver Lake or like somewhere oh, that, that I thought exciting. I would wanna live and my just hood. explore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I really fell in love with LA and I think um, my desire for being here was kind of revealed over time. Hmm. Initially I thought it was just like, oh, because I like warm weather and mm-hmm. I don't like snow. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not That's a huge true. We don't fan. get that ever. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not okay. a huge fan of New York all the time so maybe that's why i'm feeling this desire but i think over time um it became a little more clear what my purpose and focus is here and i I have a really have a heart to actually start a nonprofit with a homeless community so that's like my next initiative Mm -hmm. (laughs) but yeah so i i i feel like it's one of those things i move with one intention in mind but after being here it's been revealed why i'm actually here Oh, perfect.
3: Wonderful.
0: And so tell our audience, like, what you do, what is Soul Beauty Chat, and what is your kind of
2: purpose right now that you're working on? Yeah. So, the Soul Beauty Chat is a self care community and podcast that I started in 2017. It was an extension of my YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I was basically just documenting my own journey of building my relationship with God, building my faith, building my self care, because it's all really intertwined. Like, Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. having mental health, um, struggles and problems is what actually sparked my relationship with god and building mm-hmm. my faith Ooh. and that's how i got into self-care so it all tied in together for me so i just started sharing my journey and then from there it evolved into a community where we have a facebook group with over 500 members there's a podcast now <laughs> where i'm sharing slowly growing <laughs> yeah, sharing. i listened to your
0: episode about affirmations
2: and oh really thank you that. thank you yeah i've been i've been testing out uh guided meditations lately because mm. that's something that I would always get compliments on my voice being so calming. Oh, nice. <laughs> At first, I thought it was weird. I was like, is this like turning into ASMR? <laughs> People would leave comments like,
3: you should do ASMR. More and more whispers. You could. <laughs> <That's strange. laughs>
2: Adding in more of those. And I think mm. for me, it's really just about um, sharing my story, but also sharing other people's stories. So I interview guests and we share their journeys of leaps of faith, whether they um, moved, or they started a business, or whatever it is, and how mental health was a part of that, and how their self care practices really guided them along that journey. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah,
3: that's wonderful. What gave you the idea to start these nonprofits?
2: So the Soul Beauty Chat was, like I said, it was kind of an extension of what I was already doing with mm-hmm. sharing my journey. I think what inspired me to do it was that people started asking me for more guidance. Mm-hmm. It was like they, I would share maybe just like a vlog of my experience, and I would just say like you know, I'm having a really difficult day. Like Mm -hmm. this is a day where my channel actually used to be about like hair and beauty and all of that stuff. So people were used to coming to my channel almost for like entertainment. Mm -hmm. And I remember in maybe it was like 2012 where my parents had officially split. Like they were never married, but they split. And that for me was my first experience of depression, like where I didn't really have a name for it yet Mm -hmm. because in my family especially, and probably in a lot of people of color, they experience this where mental health is just not talked about. Mm -hmm. It's kind of stigmatized, it's just like not something that we deal with, Mm -hmm. or at least that's how it's been kind of presented to us for a lot of our lives. Because it was so foreign to me, I didn't really understand what was wrong. I had never thought of going to a therapist, it was nothing that was ever discussed in my family, so it was just like, I knew I felt really sad, and I knew that there was a lot going on in my life, but I couldn't really place what was happening. And then through my own research, talking to friends and just starting to be more open and honest, I got to a point where I was like, OK, I can identify this. This is depression. Mm. And so, you know, I'm making these beauty videos and hair tutorials and, you
3: we know, Were you already making those at the time? Yeah,
2: I was okay. already making them. I was making them for probably like four years at this point. Mm-hmm. And I had like a blog and everything. And so people just had this expectation of like what they were gonna get when they came to my platform. Mm-hmm. And I was doing that well, but then when life started happening, I was like, wait, <laughs> I actually don't wanna talk about hair anymore. I don't wanna talk about beauty. I'm like, yeah. I have real things going on. Mm-hmm. So sitting in front of a camera and sharing the latest products I'm using on my hair just felt inauthentic. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, painful to do because I was suffering so much. Um, So I just opened up. Like, I was just like, hey, I'm actually going through a really tough time. Like, I'm, like, struggling with figuring out where I'm going to live and, like, sleeping on family members' couches and, like, Friends' couches and just really trying to figure it out. So you're not gonna see a hair tutorial right now. Yeah. And people were really supportive. Um, oh, I think wonderful. at that time when I made when I started doing that, I probably had around like five thousand subscribers. And people were really supportive, and they were like, "We understand. Like, thank you for sharing this." And a lot of people actually resonated with it. Like, they were like, "I'm actually struggling too. I would love to just hear how you're navigating that."
0: Ooh. So the transition was like really positive and motivating mm-hmm. for really your nice. audience yeah. to like want to yeah. like connect with that and hear your your
2: yeah. journey. There that's was great. also Some challenges too, though, because there was also a period of time where you know where I introduced faith into it. Because Mm -hmm. initially, that wasn't something I talked about, you know, it was just like. It was like cool when I was talking about the mental health and like the self care, but once I added faith into it, you know, for some people that's just, like a big thing that they either yeah. they're with it or they're not. Yeah. So they're
3: they're either with they're it or not, right. or yeah. it's it's a completely different belief <laughs> like, wait, system we didn't or want something. To have this
0: a part of it. Wait. So yeah. how did that when you added faith to mm-hmm. kind of so at first when your journey transformed to mental health on your channel that was supportive. What was the adding faith? What what kind of positives and negative backlash? Like, yeah. What
2: was the experience of that? So I actually made a very dramatic video. <laughs> As, <laughs> um, as a fire sign. Like, I couldn't help myself. I made a very dramatic video. Wait, what's your, like, what's what's your, your sign? Sag. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> How about you guys? Uh, Scorpio. Oh, Taurus. I'm Scorpio Moon. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Sag No, you're good. Oh, good. We, we did an astrology episode where we know oh, all our, our yeah. stuff. Oh, gosh, I love that. Yeah.
3: She got it tarot red. It was oh fun. I <laughs> so have to go back and listen to
2: yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so I made a video and I was just like... You know, I'm feeling really led to focus on shifting my channel. Like, I was really conflicted internally for a while, where it was like I wanted to talk about faith and I wanted to talk about my spirituality and I wanted to talk about mental health and all those things intertwined together. It was like I was just trying to separate it to make other people feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. So, I made the video and I explained that, you know, you probably won't ever see a hair video again. (laughs) And a lot of people were really sad because I think. It's it's kind of a weird thing, but in the beauty world, sometimes people are like attached to other people's hair, which is really mm-hmm. odd. But mm. that's some a, that's a, a really common thing for like natural hair gurus. It's like people are like obsessed with their hair. And um so yeah, it was just like this it was this weird mix of people that were just like, Oh, like this makes me so sad because I loved your hair videos and I love this and that and you know, I'm not really into the whole God thing, so I probably won't watch, but like, you know, Thank you for like making these videos thus far. And then there were you other people. You. Right. <laughs> and then there were other people that were like, Oh, this is exactly where I am and exactly what I need. And I'm so excited about this. So but interestingly enough, I felt like my channel started growing faster once I made that decision.
0: Do you think that maybe is because that was more authentic to you during that time and like your audience could or at least the parts that weren't as connected maybe you could tell you weren't feeling authentic with yourself in the past? Yeah,
2: I think so. I think Mm. that definitely had a huge part to do with it. And also I think I just became more consistent because I was talking from a place of purpose.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whereas purpose and passion uh, yeah. yeah.
2: People and relate for more to a that. While, it was like I was struggling to talk about beauty. It was like mm-hmm. I was just doing it because I felt like that's what I was supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then once I started just having honest conversations like I even just like relaxed a little bit why I, I wasn't so obsessed with like numbers and growing. It just became like this very casual thing mm-hmm. and that's actually how the podcast was birthed. It mm-hmm. was just you know I started Making so I had so many ideas about these topics that I was so excited that I had it was almost like I didn't want to wait to sit down to make a video. It's like I'm just gonna record it on my phone. Yep.
3: Yeah, <laughs> don't worry about the video. Don't worry right. about the lighting. <laughs> now we're talking right now.
2: Yeah,
1: honest
2: <laughs> and raw. yeah, yep. and I'm sure you guys know, but sometimes topics that are related to mental health or self care, they can be like spur of the moment or inspired mm-hmm. by a conversation or yeah. maybe you had a therapy session yeah. <laughs> so it's like i'm not always like camera ready yeah in those moments
3: <laughs> I, we've also you know we, we've discussed this too and w- we've found that everyone's a little bit more comfortable talking about it not in front of the camera all the time you know mm-hmm. it's it's also a lot easier to talk about these things when you are it's just audio you know yeah. and yeah. you can That's just get your to thoughts to out and not do
0: too much we we, we haven't recorded yet for that mm-hmm. and yeah. i feel like having that kind of the tea, we, we try to have it be a, like a comfortable conversation mm-hmm. and we want to open up the dialogue. Yeah.
3: yeah. It started growing larger mm-hmm. at that point in time. What did, what did it become at that point? Was mm-hmm. it strictly like faith-based and uh, mental health-based at that yeah, point? Yeah,
2: it actually was more on the faith-based side mm-hmm. initially. And mm-hmm. I think that was because I was just going through this process where I went from not believing in God or anything at all. Like I was mm-hmm. anti, Ooh. don't talk to me about it. Interesting. I don't want to hear yeah. about so it. That's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then I went on this during that period where my parents split and I didn't have a place to stay and I was kind of just bouncing around, mm-hmm. that's when I started to explore. Like I just went on this deep dive to just understand everything. Oh. So I like studied Buddhism, I studied Hinduism, I studied Islam, like everything. And that really like sparked my spiritual awakening where I feel like that really dark period of my life mm-hmm. actually pushed me to dig deeper for st- more meaning, more purpose. Like I was just yearning for it. And after like maybe like a few years of just like resisting the path that I'm on now and just exploring everything else, I finally made my way back to it. But I think it was more so initially, I can say that it was from a place of Religion. Mm-hmm. It was like I'm doing all the things, and I'm dotting all the dotting all my eyes and crossing all my T's. So mm-hmm. a lot of my content at that time was like kind of like the questions that I had when I first was starting my faith because I, I just felt so kind of lost like I was like okay I'm going to church and I'm doing these things but I have so many questions so where do I ask my questions you know Mm -hmm. like where do I ask questions about is it okay to do this is it like it I just felt like I didn't
3: have learning the rules kind of yeah like trying to
2: like learn the rules of Mm -hmm. this new path that I was on so as I was figuring things out Mm -hmm. I started making content to answer those questions so Mm -hmm. if I was trying to understand how you read the Bible. Once I figured it out, I would make a video about it. Mm-hmm. Or how do you pray? Like yeah. something so I'm simple. sure <laughs> questions people yeah. ask you themselves
1: on that same.
0: Especially people if they're like on a faith-based journey. Exactly. Or if, even if they just want to understand
2: your, your route with faith. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that was a huge part of like the growth. Because a lot of people were searching for that type of information. And then just naturally around that time, I started to go to therapy. I started to just practice a lot of different things like pulling things from the different experiences that I had, like meditation and like yoga and just taking some of those principles and applying it to my life in a way that felt authentic to me. And that really resonated with people. And I was able to share that in a way where, like I said to me, the faith, self-care and mental health are all connected. Mm -hmm. Like they're all intertwined for me. So once I made that connection that, oh, my mental health could possibly be impacted because my self-care is not where it could be or because my faith is not where it could be or it can be another mix or variety of those things um and once i realized that i started to make content that really infused all three of those things together
0: Oh, that's yeah. wonderful and it's very interesting because I, w- I was going to ask where your faith journey started if you had grown up mm-hmm. with faith or not and no. what <laughs> that's so that's, that's really interesting yeah.
3: what, what you mentioned it uh, you you kind of went on a spiritual, uh, spiritual journey basically after the divorce mm-hmm. what was it was a friend um, re- like what made you mm-hmm. go in search of it uh, did you just kind of go on the internet and just kind of like research it and yeah. such like that did anybody bring you in or was it more from your, your own... Is that thunder? Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, it's like a real storm. I thought someone like, hit, a, hit a... I don't know, <laughs> like slammed a door or something. Or something yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> as we mentioned, it's raining and I guess thunder and lightning.
0: <laughs> well, let's, let's keep the keep it at thunder.
3: <laughs> um, Did you... Uh, was it more... Did anybody from the outside inspire you as well or is it more just self-driven?
2: Self, uh, mm-hmm. That's a great question. So I definitely didn't grow up with like a huge spiritual influence in my life. Mm -hmm. My grandmother, was involved in church, but we only lived with her for a short period of time. Mm -hmm. And then my mom was kind of just like in and out, like she would go sometimes and not Mm -hmm. go. But for most of my childhood, we weren't involved in church or any type of religious activities. So I didn't have that influence. But I will say around that time, I was dating someone who was extremely religious, like he was in church all the time, very active on every ministry. And it as you could probably imagine, cost a lot of tension in our relationship because I was like anti. (laughs) It's like, don't talk to me about this. How did that work? I mean, it didn't, (laughs) he's that's not why it didn't work though, he's awesome. (laughs) But yeah, it was was definitely a struggle Mm -hmm. for that reason. Um, But I think that relationship actually kind of planted the seeds. Mm -hmm. Um, During that time when my parents had split, we were actually like kind of on a break as well. So, but prior to that, You know, we were together for maybe like three or four years and it was just like he was like super spiritual and I was just like, don't talk to me about this. So I think he definitely planted some seeds. Absolutely. And then once we split, like my parents split, the relationship was also on the split Mm -hmm. and I had just moved into my very first apartment. So Mm -hmm. I was alone. Mm -hmm. I was not super far away but i was probably like 30 minutes away from family and friends
1: mm-hmm.
2: so i had just like all this time yeah <laughs> and all this space mm-hmm. and i felt really really sad and really lonely and i just started seeking so I, I don't know why I didn't go on the internet, but I actually remember going to the library. <laughs>
3: oh, hey, that's awesome! <laughs> Very old <That's>, school. <laughs> kudos oh. to you. <laughs> Thank you. That's that's great. But More yeah, people should go like to that's the library. A, a better
0: place to start than yeah. the internet. It <laughs> the is. internet can
2: lead you down some false paths. Yeah.
3: yeah. Yep. You you mentioned that you had studied multiple different religions <laughs> and stuff. What made you settle on the one now?
2: Yeah, that's such a great question. <laughs> so I think for me, what really did it was taking, one, it was a huge part of how I felt, right? When I was studying other religions and practicing it and really trying to like embody the concepts, I still had that that sense of emptiness in me, that Mm -hmm. lack of purpose, that lack of direction. Mm -hmm. I still felt very lost. And when I landed on Christianity and I viewed it from the lens of a personal relationship and not religion, Mm -hmm. it's when it clicked for me. It felt different. That sense of emptiness that I had in the past, I didn't feel that way anymore. Granted, life still had its ups and downs, but I felt like I had a real anchor, and that's something that I had an experience with the other things that I was doing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that was the thing for me that kind of solidified it was that I feel whole now. I feel like I have clear direction. I feel like I have focus. I know what my purpose is. I don't feel kind of just like I'm going with the flow. I think Mm -hmm. when I was in that phase, I was very just like, oh, I'm just like, you know, picking and choosing what works for me and just doing whatever I feel. And there was still a a lack of peace in that though. Mm -hmm. Even though it sounds very free, like very free spirited, for me personally, there was still a lack of peace in there.
3: Got it. Yeah. So all of this is happening while you're still in New Jersey, mm-hmm. correct? Okay. So at, w- at what point in this journey was it before you you moved to California?
2: Yeah. So I would probably say after I went through my very like religious phase, mm-hmm. <laughs> where everything was just like all about faith, all about God. That's when I got a very clear instruction of creating a nonprofit, and I was just like. No. Why would I do that? <laughs> like, I don't know anything about that. Why would I do something like that? So I was kind of just like resisting the idea and I, I can't speak for everyone but I do believe that we all sometimes have a, a knowing of something we're supposed to be doing yeah. or something that's just calling us, gravitating, mm-hmm. pulling us towards it. Whether it's you feel like it's god speaking to you or if it's just your thoughts but there's something there's that that feeling inside and that for me was that feeling inside it was like i would be on my way to work in new york city and you know i would see homeless people on the street and you know i would just kind of observe people just walking by or just like ignoring them and i would just feel this like aching and Mm -hmm. i'm just like why do i feel this way Mm -hmm. (laughs) does anyone else feel this way so i think nobody
3: nobody really
2: (laughs) so i struggled with that for a while and then eventually i was just like okay i think this is just something i'm supposed to do but i still wasn't ready to dive into it Mm -hmm. um but i think that's when the connection happened when i was like that's why i'm feeling this desire probably to go to la because they have a huge homeless population (laughs) yeah we do yeah Yeah. Yeah. and when I when I visited that was like one of the main things I noticed like Mm -hmm. yes it was beautiful the weather was awesome but the main thing that I kept thinking about was like Skid Row Mm -hmm. yeah I was just like whoa
3: yeah it is interesting especially in LA it's uh, you can be on on one street and it's you know you got your you know fifth avenue sacks fifth avenue yeah. all of these expensive uh, stores and restaurants and such like that and then you go one street over and it's just tense for yep. you know as far as the eye can see and it it can just switch like immediately mm-hmm. you know from from one street to another yeah so it, was that the impetus that made you kind of come out to LA at that point yeah like it was once definitely you made that connection
2: a huge part of it once I made that connection I was like okay I understand because I'm kind of like very logical. I have to like mm-hmm. understand something before I'm able to do it. And yeah. I was uh, I was working at LinkedIn on a contract as a community manager and it was like short term. Like I knew that it could only la- it would last between 6 to 9 months. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Well, since this is going to end, this just feels like the perfect time to just yeah. do it. Like, why not? Like I don't have anything holding me. I wasn't in a relationship at the time. I don't have any children like granted I have family and friends that are there but outside of that it was like
3: hey, if you're gonna move now yeah. is, the time, like, to get to is it. the
2: time to do it so I just my sister I was talking to my sister one day and she was like oh like if you're ready to do it like we should drive and I was like Okay.
3: So wow She just did a road trip. <laughs> that, that made That's it right? easy. Did she move out here as well or no, is she, she moved okay. back the next <laughs> day? Yeah.
2: She has a whole life in Maryland, like a husband and a dog oh, the she, whole She night. has the
3: life yeah. that she has yeah. to go
1: back
2: to Yes, she can't she, she
1: leave. Built, She's got She built a life. You, yeah.
2: You've exactly. built a purpose. Right. She's just like, I'll support you in this new journey, but like I'm going back. Yeah. It's so funny too because at first it was just like, oh, it's just this fun adventure. We're just like two sisters just driving across the country. And then once I got here, and the day that I dropped her that night when I dropped her off to the airport, I was like, oh wow. Like, this happened. I live here now. Uh-huh. What? Like, yeah, I, this was, is like home. <laughs> I was like freaking out. I was like freaking out. How
0: do you feel your faith journey? Like, do you feel like changed when you got to LA? Oh or? my
2: God. <laughs>
0: <laughs> One thousand
2: <000%. laughs> percent. Like I it's actually funny because when we were driving here, my sister is also a person that's very spiritual.
1: Mm.
2: And she was not always that way, but recently she has become very spiritual. So. During those very long car rides, we had intense debates because I was actually in a space where I was kind of drifting like Mm -hmm. right before I left. Like I still had that foundation, but I wasn't really committed to it in the way that I was before. Mm -hmm. And I think she sensed that. So it was just like certain conversations we would have. We would get into really deep debates about just certain things related to our faith. And I think that actually helped me to just like think differently about it. Mm. And then also because she was challenging me and I hadn't been challenged in a while about some of the things that I had started to believe. Something else was that her routines actually started to become my routine. So like since we would drive together every morning, you know, we would wake up, go to like the lobby, check out or whatever. And her natural morning routine is to like put on a sermon or to like mm-hmm. put on like some bible related thing huh. so when i got to la i actually found myself doing that because i had like become yeah. accustomed to it and yeah I was, like this mm-hmm. actually feels re- like a really
3: good way to- how long did it take you
2: it took us about five days okay yeah from monday to friday so yeah, we stopped. that's oh, that's and, pretty quick that's not yeah. bad yeah. yeah we stopped in a lot of cities it was a lot of fun
3: what was what was your favorite city that you stopped Oh, you-
2: um Probably Memphis, and yeah. I've been there before. But okay. It's just—it's yeah. just a vibe. School <laughs> vibe, yeah. And the food, oh my gosh.
3: <laughs> I haven't been, but I've heard great things. Oh the
2: is, food and the music. Just, is there a type of like
0: Christianity or like a, a a pinpoint that you picked, or is it just kind of a more spiritual based?
2: Um, so I would consider myself non-denominational, mm-hmm. but a lot of the practices that non-denominational churches follow are actually baptists like mm-hmm. they they have some baptist mm-hmm. routines to them but i just prefer non-denominational because it's just, for me i don't know i think again i really the way i view my faith is through relationship and i think mm-hmm. once it comes to labeling it and bucketing it yeah. it just makes it complicated and confusing and it pushes people away because i was once people like mm-hmm. i was a person that was turned off by it i was like yeah. why why don't we all agree? If we all believe the same thing, why are there so many different types and so many different (laughs) books? And I (laughs) I still have those questions, Mm -hmm. you know?
3: Because ultimately, those kind of just come down to how you absorb that religion uh, versus your relationship with God, yeah. Yeah.
0: Which is supposed to be more personal, I feel like. Exactly,
2: yeah. Yeah. and
3: And if you, feel that connection already with the way that you are practicing mm-hmm. your religion then I, I don't see any need for the label. <laughs> yeah
2: that's that's exactly why I don't really subscribe to mm-hmm. labels or the type of mm-hmm. church or whatever it's just like I just have a relationship with God that's and great. I think it's awesome and I love talking about it and sharing that with other people so that they can I, I think what my most important role is is really just reflecting that to people reflecting the normalcy of a relationship with god mm-hmm. and not religion because i feel like we've just so many of us have just been beaten over the head with it that it literally pushes us away mm-hmm. yeah. and that was my story for such a long time it's like that's why i resisted it because i was like i'm not perfect enough i'm not doing all the things i don't want to do all the things like this is just not for me
0: yeah the main thing that people think when they think of christianity is what we see in the media is just kind of more hateful side and yeah. more like sinful. Like, you are not perfect. You have to be perfect in the act. Like, yeah. l- work to this perfection that isn't even achievable. So it's like this. Or
3: you is just not... walk down the street in Las Vegas and they'll, they'll yell at, it, <laughs> I- oh, yell yeah. at you there with you it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. No, like,
0: we, I think a lot of people get turned off by this like perfectionistic kind of hatefulness that isn't really. I, I believe that there's a lot of different kind of non denominational, more spiritual mm-hmm. connections with it that isn't as like. Yeah, that's a little bit more open and, and freeing. And I kind of want to know, what do you say to people who kind of their only view of Christianity is that kind of that mm. one narrow minded?
2: It's like way. speaking to my younger self. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I,
3: what would you say yeah, to your younger self?
2: I would honestly say I understand your doubts because I've had them. <laughs> and I would say to try it from the perspective of just understanding God as a person like think of God as a person and you just want to understand this person this character think of it in that way and try to let go of some of the biases from previous experiences and just focus on if I'm just trying to get to know this other person with a clean slate and just see how you feel like I think it's one of those things that you just have to try out for yourself Mm -hmm. and when you really experience that you know you know mm-hmm. that's i think that's the the best advice i can give is just to try it for yourself without the the goggles of religion <laughs> yeah
3: how other people are telling you yeah. to experience it did you find yourself going to different churches like types of churches to see which one kind of fit and then you realize like oh, i i kind of am feeling my own you know, mm-hmm. non-denominational? Or do you find yourself only going to certain types of churches? Do you, yeah. Are you, go to you going to church? I was about <laughs> yeah. to do, do you, <laughs> you, realize that? as I was asking the question, yeah. that may not be. You, is church part of your practice? <laughs> yeah.
2: That's yeah. actually a great question. So I, when I was in New Jersey, um, I was going to a Baptist church mm-hmm. and that was more so out of just comfort. It was just like the few times I did go to church as a kid, that was what I experienced. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then now being here, there's so many types of churches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I've also been very just diligent about wanting to find a community. So I've definitely been trying various churches. There was one church that I was watching online for a very long time. So I started going there for a while. And then I started going to a bunch of different like churches in the area just to explore like mm-hmm. what what else is what else is there mm-hmm. i think something that i struggle with though is that a lot of the churches here are like mega churches yeah, yeah. so it doesn't feel anything like a small baptist church back home <laughs> yeah It's not as personal as yeah so it feels I mean, Yeah, it feels it, like it feels, an event.
3: Yeah, it, yeah I was <laughs> like going to say. Like a cool kids party. <laughs> yeah.
2: Isn't that cool enough to be here? <laughs>
3: <laughs> I, did, I didn't get invited. I, I don't know. I just kind of showed up. Is cool? you got enough. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't get share? a ticket. I kind of wanted to uh, tie this into the the mental health mm-hmm. aspect. So now that you've, you've moved to California and such, how have you found moving forward your mental health is now? And how does that, you know, your faith affect it now?
2: Yeah. So I think it's been a journey. Like I think mental health is always a journey. I think when I left New Jersey, I definitely had reached a point like with my therapist and everything where things were just going really well. And Mm -hmm. like, she set me up with like action items and goals. And like, we both felt really good about it. Like I had transformed so much from when I started to when I was leaving. And, you know, I took all of that with me. And then once I got here, I was just struggling to find a job. Like most people who move It's yeah, not easy. <laughs> so I was really, really struggling. A lot of the companies that I had been. Talking to before I left, just like ghosted me.
3: <laughs> oh, that's fun. Yeah. Right when you move, they're yeah. like, oh.
2: I or they you. like took me through rounds and rounds of interviews and then ghosted me. So I was like, oh, I definitely have mm-hmm. this. And then it was like, no, we're yeah. just not going to respond any of the emails. That's the
0: worst. It's <laughs> like, not even like politely, we went with someone else. Like, yeah. You'll just get the automated email. It's like, I went through the interviews. Like, I shouldn't be getting this. Like, automated... I met the or... CEO. I met sure. the cat. Yeah. yeah. The
3: <laughs> like... it's, it's funny. I did just have an interview a couple of months ago and I and I asked the interviewer, I was like, hey, so. I just like, I'm just curious, like, whether your answer is yes or no. Like, will I be hearing back from you? And she's like, Yeah, it's, I feel like it's really rude to not tell someone (laughs) that we're not going to hire them. And I was like, You'd Mm, be surprised surprised how many times I'm sitting there for like three weeks just being like, All right, well, I guess I'm not getting that job. (laughs) (laughs) So,
2: yeah, there was a lot of that, lots of rejection, lots of really just hard moments (laughs) in my first like three months of being in LA that really tested my mental health and like activated my faith. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of that. So I think my faith definitely grew because of that, Mm -hmm. because it got to a point where I was like, yeah, if I don't get a job, I don't have any money Mm -hmm. to like live. Yeah, (laughs) it's important. (laughs) So once that happened, it was just like my faith just was like reignited in a way because that was all I had, you know? Mm -hmm. That was like the only anchor that I had that felt secure.
3: It didn't ghost you. Yeah, it didn't ghost me. It
2: never ghost me. That's the most most beautiful part. (laughs) That really deepened it. But my my mental health definitely was just like ups and downs, Mm -hmm. ups and downs. Through all of that. Like I ended up getting a job and then I ended up getting fired from that job like mm-hmm. a month ago or let go. I should say let go because fire sounds like I did something.
3: <laughs> hey, there is a difference. <laughs> there is, is yes. a difference.
2: So I was let go from that job. So it's like it's weird. It's almost like this cycle, but mm-hmm. I feel so differently in it this time. Mm-hmm. Like even when it happened, I just remember just having like this piece. I was mm-hmm. just like, OK. Yeah. Like because it's just like this the this. Yeah. 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 It's just like if if you were able to hold me and be that anchor the first time around. And I know that I was this desire that I had to be here was from God that I'm trusting that you're gonna figure it out, Mm -hmm. like always, you know? So I think I just had like a piece about it, but my mental health has definitely been tested throughout it. Making new friends, that's a challenge. Yeah, mm-hmm. Dating, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. So Also it's just finding, especially LA in particular, we've, we've talked about this before, but it's such a huge city. Yeah. And you know, when I when I originally moved here, I, I was like, I hate it here, that I don't mm-hmm. like anything here. And then I realized it's such a vast city. There are places, you have, to, like find places, you have to find the places that you like. Yeah, and man. you know, sometimes you'll just keep hitting places where you're like, I just hate this area. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and then eventually you'll find those place yeah. and you're like, oh, is great. It's got right. a little bit of something for everybody. <laughs> just those parts are not for me. Yeah.
2: That's so funny. I was just talking to my brother about that on the way here. Yeah. like Certain parts, I'm just yeah. like, mm-hmm. this is not me nope. at all.
3: <laughs> nope. Yeah, and and you just got to find yeah. that, that group and that area mm-hmm. that, that works for you because there's there's part for everybody. Yeah, yeah there is. Yeah. <laughs>
0: but going back to dating, mm-hmm. do you feel like, with L- I know that LA has like, <laughs> oh my word, the vast amount of areas, people, and the mindsets of people here. Do you feel like faith helps you meet more people in that kind of area mm-hmm. or does it kind of limit your, how has that
2: affected okay. dating, I guess? That's a word. great question. So it's a little my answer is going to be a little complicated though because the person that I'm actually dating does not live here (laughs) so Uh, I don't know if that ties in but I can speak to friendships though yeah friendships
0: dating yeah yeah. how how does the
2: that I think that for friendships I think it was actually very (laughs) beneficial because naturally because I'm a very spiritual person I'm Gravitating towards events that are centered On mental health Mm -hmm. and self-care and spirituality So I'm connecting With other like-minded people Mm -hmm. Effortlessly and I'm like so so Blessed that I've been able to find That because that was something that I was really concerned about Before moving was like Mm -hmm. am I going to be like Sad and lonely in my apartment every weekend And I mean (laughs) for a couple months I was But then eventually you know I found my tribe of people (laughs) And although they're kind of spread out It's really nice to just have that Connection where it's like I know (laughs) because we have that like mind and even if our religion is different we still just have that level of honesty where we want to talk like when we check up on each other it's really from a place of like how are you really doing you know and really talking about like (laughs) just yesterday I hung out with a friend and we spent like four or five hours just talking about dating and trauma and insecurity and like crying and laughing and it was just Mm -hmm. beautiful it was just amazing to have that so I think when it comes to making friends it's been a benefit to have, to have that, that yeah have that connection it's like i know i can be real with you especially oh, since
3: weird. it's such a, a deep connection you yeah. know yeah. it's, it's it provides not like you're a
0: deeper level for you that you exactly. like oh i can still kind of talk to you in this level as well yeah mm-hmm.
3: yeah absolutely so at this point your your youtube channel had switched over to Mm -hmm. fully faith-based and and mental health, correct? Mm -hmm. And how how has that continued since you moved to California? Did you find yourself still doing that as you moved here? Yeah, Um,
2: that's a great question. So I actually was Started documenting my journey. So Mm -hmm. when I was living in New Jersey, I was kind of feeling a little uninspired at a certain point, and I was just kind of like ready to go. So I wasn't creating a lot of content. But then once I was leaving, I got re-inspired all of a sudden, (laughs) and I was like, "This is like awesome! I just want to share." Yeah, I just want to share the journey, and especially because I decided to drive with my Mm -hmm. sister, I'm like, "I just want to document that." So (laughs) my channel, honestly, it the focus is definitely still faith, mental health, self care and with like some beauty elements sprinkled in there a little Mm -hmm. bit. But so Beauty Chat, like the purpose of it, like the podcast and the the YouTube really be centered around that is the concept of like going beneath the outer beauty, going Mm -hmm. beneath the surface, going beneath the hair tutorials and the makeup and this fashion and talking about like what we're really feeling. And that was when I decided to move to L.A., I wanted to document that journey Honestly, for myself, if I'm being honest, because I think creating content and recording—I'm sure you guys can probably relate—you sometimes you listen back and you're just like, "Wow, I was a completely different person." Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that sometimes is so just healing for me to realize how much I've grown. So I started documenting that, and my channel really kind of morphed from being like, "Sit down, let's talk about how to pray" and how like this very like (laughs) (laughs) like this very like rigid approach to just like, "Hey." Mm -hmm. I'm here with my sister and we're driving for five hours, so let's just talk. And we would talk about like, one of the videos that we made on that trip was like advice we would give our younger selves. Mm. And that was just like, so many people loved it. And it was, there wasn't any high quality, there wasn't any crazy sound or like- Bumps in the road. Right, it was just (laughs) us in the car talking and sharing candid advice related to our faith and mental health and all of that. So my channel now is still centered on me telling my journey. Like I I really Mm -hmm. use the YouTube channel as a place to show my personal journey and the podcast is where I tell the stories of other people Mm -hmm. and then occasionally I'll sprinkle in like a meditation or something that's a little more practical for people who are just like Okay, I got the story, but like, how do I do this thing? Mm-hmm. You know, because nice. I'm kind of like that. I'm like, that's cool, but like, how do I do it? Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, I, I want to get yeah, the, the steps, the practical, as well. and also the inspiration. Yeah.
3: I know your journey now Help me figure out <laughs> right. how, I, how I do that stuff.
2: Do you feel
0: that the community you have built now are mainly faith based? A community, or do you feel like there is like a, an avenue in your your sphere that can mm-hmm. like relate to people who are either still like undecided or who have that kind of neutral yeah or even like atheist perspective as yeah. well? Yeah,
2: I think so for sure because of my approach. Like I've actually gotten that compliment a lot, where people. They refer like when they're describing my content, they're like, "Oh, it's like spiritual and it's about Mm self-care and it's about mental health," and I think that that's awesome because it it lowers the barrier for people who don't identify with being Mm -hmm. Christian. Mm -hmm. Like, although it is a Christian self-care community, it's really not. It's just a community for people who are seeking. Yeah. And I use the word Christian because I want people to know like you're gonna (laughs) we're gonna talk about God. (laughs) You know, like I don't want to scare you when you if you didn't expect it, Mm -hmm. but it's also like you're welcome
3: video games what is this
2: (laughs) (laughs) it's just self-care community that could mean anything yeah it can it's like i just want to you know make it clear what we're talking about here but also Mm -hmm. like if you're unsure it's a community where people feel comfortable coming in and saying like in the facebook group actually is so beautiful to see sometimes people ask questions about i've heard from like my parents or other people in church that like it's not okay to use crystals or to meditate. What are your thoughts on that? And we can just have a constructive conversation. What are your thoughts on that? I I also have a very dramatic video about that Um, because I would get that question all the time. My thoughts are honestly do what works for you. Mm. Mm. For me personally, I think, I'm like someone that is just into science and like kind of dorky. (laughs) So I understand the actual healing elements of crystals. Mm -hmm. you know. And then there's some people who just feel like something like a rock can't have healing power or energy, Mm -hmm. which to me is actually kind of funny because it's like a plant can have it, a rock can have it, like anything that was
3: created by source has Mm -hmm. source energy in it. That's
2: an interesting way to look at it. Yeah.
3: So I, I mean, think, they're all they're all made of atoms, and atoms yeah. have energy.
2: <laughs> exactly. So it's like, if they you can believe that electrons. a plant
3: can heal you,
2: I think for me, it's like the connection mm-hmm. is obvious. You found the, sci- the scientific yeah, way the with so, it. like the scientific way, not I like I mean, a super I don't
3: way. think anybody's arguing that plutonium's <laughs> not doesn't have an energy. So... <laughs> I don't know, just throwing that out there.
2: (laughs) But for some reason, when it comes to crystals, you know, a lot of, like, very religious people are just, this is not of God. This Mm -hmm. is not godly. And I, I, to some extent, I understand it because, like, with any good thing, it could be used in a bad way. Mm -hmm. So I think that's my thing has always been what is the intention behind it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If I'm using a stone or an herb or a plant or sage or whatever – what are my intentions behind using it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think that can that can apply to any practice you know yeah. so i think that's how i look at it and for me like for me personally i don't necessarily use them in that way but i have them around my house because mm-hmm. they're pretty yeah. <laughs> yeah. and i just like to look at them i like to put them on the windowsill and let mm-hmm. them absorb sunlight but i i don't feel that connection of like it's giving me something because mm-hmm. i if this was created by source and it has source energy, then why not just go to source? That's kind of how I see it. But I'm also not like opposed to it. You know, I think if, if it works for some people and that's the thing that kind of draws them in then cool. Cause honestly, that was, those were the things that drew me in to the point where I am now. It was just that curiosity about, well, what's this crystal? What's this meditation? What's Mm -hmm. this yoga? And then like gradually I went from that to, building my own relationship and getting a deeper understanding and to a way that works for me. Wow, that's wonderful.
0: And it's really great that you've created this community to kind of like either ask you questions that you can explore or you Mm -hmm. already kind of have gone down the route of. How has it been building that community from the Facebook group and the podcast and your channel?
2: Mm -hmm. It's actually been really beautiful, I think. When I think about my journey, that's why I'm so grateful that I had that moment where I was just like, I don't believe any of this because Mm -hmm. I challenged everything. And because I challenged it and I was making videos about it, When other people come to me with those questions, it's like I'm not just like preaching at you. I'm literally. I've already had that argument with myself already. (laughs) I'm like, I feel you because I had that same question. And some questions I still have, you know, but I think having that sense of relatability and that transparency with people. It's kind of like, okay, well, if she felt this way before and she was able to change her mind, I think it kind of makes people feel a little more comfortable with just, like, exploring a little more.
3: Well, that was something that you said earlier, right, is that it's, it was so hard to get into it because a lot of the time it just feels like, well, I'm not perfect enough mm -hmm. because that's the facade that a lot of people can have is that, oh, I have this all figured out. I have no doubts, you know, like, (laughs) I I don't doubt any of this, you know, (laughs) and it's just like, oh, well, I have doubts, so I'm clearly wrong right? and I guess I'm just not right for this
0: (laughs) I feel like having doubts is important Mm -hmm. I mean Mm -hmm. like you have to doubt no matter what in life, it's always an exploration and a challenge and a debate of your mind of learning and growing with it, yeah so you can't grow like whether it's personal relationships or faith-based relationships if you are just like, well, everything's great, I don't have to challenge mm-hmm. anything I don't have to grow as a human, everything's fine, then nothing ever really you,
3: you know. wouldn't really be human at that point yeah. would you no. you You'd didn't be have to neutral
2: <laughs> you wouldn't really grow yeah. yeah and that's like that's something that i I am so appreciative of is that I literally challenged everything like Mm -hmm. I was that person that was like okay you're telling me that I shouldn't do this thing why I want to know why I would ask people and if people didn't have the answer I would research it myself until I got to a point where I understood to a certain degree some Mm -hmm. things I still don't understand to this day I'm just like (laughs) (laughs) maybe one day it'll click (laughs) but there's some things that I still just don't get about religion, about Christianity, but what I do get at the core is that relationship. Mm -hmm. So that's where I focus on and I trust that by focusing on that, that the other parts will come to me in time. Just like at one point, I didn't understand any of it, you Mm -hmm. know, but over time, I got a deeper understanding slowly and slowly.
3: I think one thing that has also helped me is also understanding that religion is still Mm man-made, you know, and it's not always it's not always necessarily perfect regardless of like your relationship with God and such like the religion itself and the traditions itself were also made by humans so there's it's always fallible, you know it's always flawed yeah yeah, exactly flawed humans so I think there's always going to be that doubt because it's like well this was made by a human so you know (laughs) I
0: think some people's issue with the Bible too and even my own like I I do consider myself spiritual. Like I do mm-hmm. believe in more and the concept of God mm-hmm. and such with, within like doubt and also growing mm-hmm. with it. Um, but I, I do think I've had the conversation with people with the Bible of how it, thinking of people who've translated it from mm-hmm. different languages and how people think about that can be it can be confusing for them. It's like, well, do you feel like you're, I mean, the two questions I have for you about mm-hmm. this is one, do you feel like your faith is more personal with God? Or how do you, and also how do you kind of, connect the Bible? And how seriously do you like
2: focus with? Oh, I love that question. So I'll start with the second one around the Bible. So I think for me, it was again, going back to like logic, right? Mm -hmm. Like I had to get to a point where I just understood it enough to say, okay, I see where this comes from. Because I had struggled with that too. I was mm-hmm. like, there's so many versions, it's so old, so many people input it into yes. it. <laughs> it could yeah. all just be one yeah. big lie. And I think for me, what really helped was, I'm gonna give you guys a, a recommendation, was <laughs> I bought a book called Christianity for Dummies. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it broke down um, the history of where the books actually came from
1: mm-hmm.
2: and that made it real for me, like seeing where it came from, where these things were found. Understanding like, the context yeah, of it. Yeah, like the yeah. story where I could, instead of just looking at it as this really old book with all this stuff inside of it, it's like, it started to shift where I was like, wow, these were real people. Mm-hmm. Like there's evidence that these people were here. There's mm-hmm. evidence that this book existed. And I think that's where the switch happened for me, mm-hmm. where I started to take it more seriously and not just say, this is like a thing, a religious thing. It was like, okay, well, let me actually try to under- read this to understand. Versus deeper, to just like- To kind
0: of see where yeah. people, how long people have
2: connected with it and Yeah. Such. And then I think something else that I did was, once I had that perspective shift was I started to, I started to look at the stories as not just stories, but like as actual people. Like that helped me to just okay. see, like even just thinking about Jesus, I'm like just imagining, Him actually being here walking the earth and like doing these things shifted the perspective for me a lot because I just had to it had to become real it didn't feel real to me for a very long time Um, and I think that helped and then as far as like now how I how I view the Bible how I include it into my life it's something that I use as a tool to guide me basically I use it as like if this is what was left behind from God as our direction, as our map, as our like application for life, then I view it as something that I have to meditate on. I have to reference it. I have to make sure that I'm going back to it and doing my best not to be perfect, but to Mm -hmm. align with what is in it. And if I don't understand something, which I don't often, (laughs) Mm -hmm. instead of like shutting down how I would in the past, just having that openness to just figure it out, to just like Mm -hmm. try to understand where the the narrator was coming from, to Mm -hmm. try to, to, like you said, to get that context. I also, I have a Bible that's called it's the English standard version. It's like a, a application Bible. So it gives you context before you dive into any story. Mm. And it really yeah. breaks down who's telling the story, where they were, That's uh, what good. time. Yeah. So it makes it real. You know, it mm-hmm. makes it like a real thing. And I think that also helps to put more context in it because a lot of the stuff may have been written and it sounds like absolutely crazy and you're like well, why are we sacrificing children and animals mm-hmm. like and then it's like does it have to be that literal but when you get the context sometimes you can mm-hmm. see that that was a form of sacrifice that was necessary at that period of time mm-hmm. you, Do you know. feel like
0: there's some chapters that you don't relate with as much? Oh
2: for right. sure. <laughs> or like you feel a lot maybe of, are like you're like most of the old testament i'm just like what is this <laughs> this, yeah. is, this is crazy <laughs> um, but i think that having that context mm-hmm. helps because i'm like okay this was bef- this was before Christ was here physically yep. so before we had salvation so that was their way of sacrificing and making their That sins was the whole right. reason for his sacrifice yeah, was exactly. so that we
3: didn't have to do that anymore exactly. <laughs> He he was he was the purest lamb so yeah, you don't exactly. have to sacrifice lambs anymore Yeah, so died yeah. For
2: our sins, like, But that exactly. was a struggle for me initially cuz I didn't have that context and that was something that like going to church they it's kind of like they don't give you a recap for beginners mm-hmm. it's just like you yeah. just come in and you hear And them here's
3: say, the book and uh, understand it just <laughs> okay hear cool you them
2: saying wild yeah. stuff and you're just like what <laughs> what are we talking? About? It's like the SparkNotes
3: yeah. version of Shakespeare because yeah, you're like, just like I don't out, like, understand the, the negative parts, Like
0: <laughs> even for people who do believe it and have gotten like the non-denominational. Or I I went to a church where I had a, a gay pastor and such, mm-hmm. and some people would tell me that that was ludicrous and against the Bible. And some people would be like that's really great in the way that Christianity should be going. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I feel like it's one of those things that's like that's another question that mm-hmm. I get often too. Is like it's one of those things to me that. At the core, I believe that God is love. Mm-hmm. So I personally, I know a lot of people who identify as Christian that will probably disagree. But personally, I don't care about that. I don't care about what sex you are, what race you are, what your preferences are. I just think that God is love. So I'm going to love you mm-hmm. as best to best of my ability because mm-hmm. that is something that is a command you know that's something that I've been instructed to do which is to love my brother like I love myself yeah. and to love God first so that means you're we're all brothers and oh, sisters love thy neighbor yeah mm-hmm. so it's like I I personally do not believe that because of someone's sexuality or their identity or the fact that they use crystals or they meditate yeah. or they go to yoga classes like I don't think that that has to do with how I love them.
1: Mm-hmm. That's and I,
2: I think, that again, that goes back to why the community that I have is the way it is, because people feel that I'm not judgmental. I'm not mm-hmm. critical. I'm also like I've been that person in so many situations. So yeah. it's like I just have this openness of like if you have a question, just post it in the Facebook group. And nine times out of 10, someone else has probably struggled with it. Mm-hmm. And they're willing to share their experiences in a non-judgmental way, which oh, a fantastic. lot of people don't have in their are regular lives.
3: You mentioned for you that kind of your your faith helped with your mental health mm-hmm. and, and vice versa. How have you found those communities? How have you it like has the people that you go to with church and such mm-hmm. like that? Are they accepting of that as well? Like your mental health journey and such like that? Yeah. As much as you tie those two together? Have mm-hmm. you found other people do as well?
2: It's an interesting question. I think it depends on the environment like Mm -hmm. there's some places that i've been to or people that i've met where i feel like it's not talked about as much it's not as intertwined in Mm -hmm. that way but um i think i'm fortunate enough that majority of the people that i've met here especially have a similar mindset Mm -hmm. where it's like They understand the connection Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they don't shy away from it. So like I said, their their practices may be different, but they understand that it's tied together, that spirituality is directly connected to your mental health Mm -hmm. and your self-care directly connects to those things as well. So I think I've been fortunate to just attract people like that where I can have those conversations and kind of intertwine them. Got it. Yeah, that's wonderful.
3: You mentioned that you've still kind of gone like back and forth on on your mental health. Mm-hmm. How are you doing now with with question. things like you know <laughs> you Spill recently said that you were your life. yeah <laughs> you were let go and such like that. You know what, where are you at right now as far as you know um, your faith and mm-hmm. mental health and self care and such. Like
2: well. I'm glad you asked <laughs> because it's been a week. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a rough week mentally for me. Mm-hmm. And I think, oddly enough, it's not really so much related to the job loss. Mm-hmm. Like, it's been about a month, and that piece that I had when I got let go has been consistent, honestly. Like I'll have moments where maybe my mind will drift off into what's gonna happen when this money runs out? And I'm like, bring it back in. (laughs) Like come back to that grounding moment. And sometimes it's through self-care practices like meditating or affirmations or Mm -hmm. calling a friend or taking a bath. Other times it's just like praying. You know, so it's like I choose which of those things I need at the moment, whether it's from mental health or I mean, whether it's from a self-care bucket or from like a faith bucket. Mm-hmm. And then as far as ups and downs that I've been feeling, I think it's really been rooted in a lot of just like shedding almost, like I feel like I'm shedding and in, in, in evolving into a new person, mm-hmm. especially with this desire to start this nonprofit and also like having so much space now, it's just like, it's really forced me to reevaluate everything that I was doing. And then also like relationships, you know, like dating, like I said, that has been huge because I think healthy relationships to some extent should force you to kind of like take a look at yourself yeah. and just see. Yeah. What where you can grow and improve Mm -hmm. and sometimes that can be really heavy Mm -hmm. you know like that feeling of one like someone's putting a spotlight on your like deepest insecurities or fears or attachment styles or issues that you have or traumas and then working towards changing those things. Yeah. so I think-
3: I'm i pretty thankful for, you know, even the the relationships that haven't worked out. I'm thankful for every one of them because I've learned mm-hmm. like, OK, that's something I should work on. That's yeah. something I should work on. That's, you know, and it's it's shaped me into what I, I hope is a better person, you mm-hmm. know, because I've, I've taken all of those things very much to heart, yeah. you know. Yeah, absolutely. It's yeah.
0: all growing. It's all kind of learning from each mistake. I mean, we don't. We don't learn much from success. We learn what worked. It's yeah. Kind of, yeah. So each time we have to grow a little bit.
3: I, I, that was actually going to be my next question is uh, the, the nonprofit you mentioned. Mm-hmm. That was the whole reason you came out here. <laughs> how has how that gone? I know it hasn't been too long. You said mm-hmm. you moved here in July, right? Yeah. So it hasn't I actually, been too I long. haven't
2: started it yet. This okay. is something that I decided that I was going to like really decided. I'm like, okay, I'm mm-hmm. going to like write it out probably like a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So I'm still in the process of like creating a deck for it. And then eventually like I applied to my first grant though oh, wow. because oh, it. Like the day that I decided I was gonna do it, like an email popped up, like apply for this grant. It was related to Mm -hmm. mental health in the community. And Mm -hmm. what I want to start is basically something to fuse together the homeless crisis with mental health. Because Mm -hmm. from my experience, a lot of homeless people have mental health issues that Mm -hmm. aren't being addressed. So, you know, giving food or a shower is helpful, Mm -hmm. but it's not getting to that root Mm -hmm. of the problem. So I really have been feeling called to just fuse together those two things that I'm passionate about Mm -hmm. in a way that it can hopefully really change a lot of lives. So I'm still in the very early stages of it. Like I said, I applied to my first grant, but I'm still kind of just like fleshing out my ideas and then just going to take it from there see what happens. What
3: is it about homelessness that Mm -hmm. really speaks to you in particular Mm -hmm. to want to go out and, and help?
2: So honestly, I that's a really interesting question because there's not necessarily a or at least I didn't see it this way. I didn't see it as something that was, you know, maybe people who were victims of child abuse have a heart for, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So it's like, it di- I didn't have that direct co- correlation at mm-hmm. first, but I think something that really triggered it for me is I remember when, sometimes when I would see homeless people, I would just stop and think like, that could be me, mm-hmm. that could be my sister, that could be my mom. And I think also growing up in poverty, like, Did not have the best upbringing at all. I grew up in a very rough neighborhood, and there was times where we always had what we needed. But I would probably say around like five or six is when I realized that like we were struggling financially Mm -hmm. because I was little, so I didn't really notice at first.
3: What's money? Yeah, (laughs) I just know presents.
2: (laughs) I think when it hit me was like when we I went with my mom to like a food pantry and we got like a box of food, and I was like, oh. Like my mom is clearly sad Mm -hmm. and there's clearly something happening here. So I think now I'm able to make that connection. But initially it was just like something on my heart. Like it was just like I just felt this inclination to do something Mm -hmm. whenever I saw a homeless person. But now that I've been spending more time really like diving into the nonprofit and what I wanted to be about and its purpose and its mission, I think now it's really like taking some of those really hard moments that we face as a family where we were like this close to being that family Mm -hmm. that didn't have a place to stay or food to eat. Mm -hmm. It's like now I feel connected to that where it's like if I can change that from being someone else's experience where Mm -hmm. their mom has to go and pick up a box of food from a pantry, it's like knowing that I can make that impact is now kind of what's driving it. Whereas before I feel like God just kind of like planted the seed where it was just like I just want you to notice it. Mm -hmm. I just want you to feel emotional when you see someone you know it's just like it started there but now it's like it's this deeper thing where I'm like I if I can be if I can help to be that solution for someone or if they are in that space and it's like they need resources to get their mental state back to where it is Mm -hmm. understanding that side too because I've had really low moments and I can only imagine like what that must feel like to have depression or schizophrenia or any other mental illness and to be homeless. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like the weight of that just feels so heavy. So mm-hmm. I think, I just feel like it's my assignment, honestly. Like I, yeah. I like I said in the beginning, I feel like we all have a thing that we have been placed here to do. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's my thing. Yeah. So I'm that's just like, it, at first I resisted it, but now I'm just like, okay, I'm all in. <laughs> do you
0: feel like that's gonna be related to Soul Beauty Chatter or will that be a separate entity? Yeah.
2: I think, I think it definitely intertwines because there's so much similarity. yeah. Yeah. And something that I've uh, wanted to do for a really long time with the Chat community is like community service types of things. Mm -hmm. And that's something that the community has expressed as well. It's like an interest in wanting to like meet together in person and to serve and to give back. So I think it'll definitely naturally fuse together at some point.
3: Yeah, yeah, I, I think <laughs> speaking from experience because I, I have I have been there before I have been homeless uh, and struggling with depression and anxiety mm. It's it's wonderful for uh, like what you're you're doing and what you're trying to do You know, it, it certainly wasn't terrible, but it was more like, you know Sleeping in my car, you know sleeping crashing on people's couches, you know sleeping on the floor That yeah. was all fortunately I had a, a group of people who could help me But it certainly does not help your mental health at all because yeah. it's you know on top of having depression having anxiety anxiety you're also like well I can't pay for food mm-hmm. I can't you know I can't pay for a shower asking other people for help which was probably the most stressful part yeah. for me was like constantly being like all right well am I going to stay tonight? You know, like, I don't want to sleep on a bench again. Like, so can I have I asked this person too many times this week, if I can crash on their couch, that just it becomes a downward spiral, I could see myself, I'm glad I got out of it. But I could see myself having been there and just like constantly spiraling downward, you know, so it's, it's nice that I had a community that helped me up. But It's wonderful that you want to be that community, you know, and and not just being someone's friend to help them out, but being someone who's just in that area wanting to help. It's beautiful. Thank you.
2: I think something that that really like mission in doing this is wanting to almost normalize it a little bit. I think your story of homelessness is one that we don't hear that often, right? Like you were depressed, you were homeless, you had friends that helped you out. I think a lot of times when people think of homelessness, they just think of Drug addicts, or mm-hmm. they think this person chose this lifestyle. Yeah. I actually remember calling the fire department once, and the guy told me, There's nothing we can do. They chose this lifestyle. Like, if That's you want to so help them, you the can, truth. but like, yeah. there's nothing we can do. And I was just like,
3: Whoa. Life just hits you sometimes a lot of times in a row. Yeah. <laughs> and it, you know, when you got student oh debt gosh. and bills and, you know, car payments and all of this stuff, and then, you know, n- 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 no job and all yeah. of that stuff, it can hit you.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we're really happy that we've gotten to have you today Thank and be able to talk with you about each thing that you're working on within like faith and within your nonprofit that you're starting uh, like, give give our, our audience a little teaser about what you're working on now as Soul yeah. Beauty Chat before we go and then where they can find you as yeah. well
2: so currently I have the podcast which <laughs> you guys can listen to on iTunes Spotify Anchor YouTube even if you want to <laughs> I also have the YouTube channel if you want to check that out but the soulbeautychat.com is the website where you can find all of the resources so if you're really interested in building your own practices and getting your own faith, mental health, and self-care in just a different place, that is a place to start. There's a bunch of free resources and also some different downloads that you can purchase as well. Fantastic. Wonderful.
0: And is there any last remark you'd like to leave about about faith mm. or kind of your mental health and how that has helped for anyone who's listening, whether they're questioning or yeah. interested in, in your journey?
2: Um, I guess I would say similar to what I said earlier, which is just if you have doubts about starting a faith journey in relationship to improving your mental health or changing your mental health, just try it. Just try it with a fresh approach without the lens of religion. Yeah. Try to your best ability and just give it a shot for yourself and see what happens. And also reach out to me if you have questions.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much. This yeah. has thank been you. a great conversation. Yeah. I want to say our tea real quick again. We were drinking Phoenix from tea Spectral. You can go to tspectral.com slash mental and you can get 10% off.
0: Yeah, and thank you everyone for listening. You can find me at Camouflage on Instagram.
3: You can find me at Epsec, E-P-S-E-C-H on Instagram.
0: And Mentality is Mentality Talk at Instagram and you can email us at talk at gmail.com. Also, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a few others as well. Please feel free to like and subscribe and listen to more of these conversations.
3: Thank you so much. And we've been recording at Comedy Pop-Up. Yes, thank you, Paul. Favorite <laughs> Paul
0: is the man. <laughs>
3: Alright, thank you for listening. Thank you so much for sitting thank down you. with us. Have a great day.